Hi, it's Megan. And it's Lissa. And welcome to this episode of Woo's Fuck. I keep wanting to say this week's episode from a year of saying this week's episode, but I guess we're doing it whenever we feel like doing it around twice a month. And zero commitments, which feels so good because we just get to create when we want to create. Megan gets to edit when she wants to edit. I think that that's a really important point to note that all of the editing and all of the back end stuff of this podcast is done by by Megan, who also works full time. So she will continue to produce content when she feels like it. (laughs) I do my best. um, And sometimes it's really easy for me to do it. And sometimes, um, like recently, I, uh, I've had the episode that was supposed to be released last week edited for over a week. But with that episode, I had to record a grounding and shielding exercise, which we just recorded, and I could not get myself to do it, and no matter how hard I tried. And then I got the urge to write it all out as we were joining our call to record this episode. And we decided to start this episode by recording that together. So Lissa got to participate in it and we got to ground and shield before this episode. Which I also think would be a great thing for you and I to just implement in general to always have a regular grounding, shielding, meditate. Yeah, I think that from here on out, that will probably be implemented. And that's probably why, you know, you waited so long is because we needed to get that little nudge. Yeah. And sometimes I just have executive function issues where like I I am unable to do it. My energy is not wanting to do it. Forcing myself to do it doesn't feel good. And I just have to wait until I'm ready. And that's okay. It also really sets an example and shows everyone that operating in this way is of everyone. It's to everyone's benefit. Like it serves it serves everyone for you to really function at your optimum, which is oftentimes not functioning at all, just resting. Yes, that's a lesson I had to learn too, was that sometimes resting is is literally doing the work. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, okay, so today, you, oh my gosh, I'm really excited about today, you guys. I'm excited. And I'm going to say this out loud so that I set the intention that today's episode is going, yeah, I'm already arguing with myself now. Today's episode is going to be pithy and succinct and to the point because we're talking about big energy things. We're going to be pointing your focus at certain things so that we can help anchor in these timelines if you're open to it. Everyone has their own free will. And we are also going to be assisting you and opening up portals of abundance in your own life so that you can really learn how to redirect your energy in a way that serves you personally and those you love. We both participated in a live group session regarding um, your character being resourced, your avatar being resourced. And it was a lot of people being really open and vulnerable about money and the energy around money and what is causing them to have blocks or anything like that. And I will not share anyone's personal story, but I do know for me, it was a really beautiful experience to get to witness such vulnerability and I saw pieces of myself and my own issues in everyone, just little fragments of like, oh, I do that too, or I had that struggle too, or I've over overcome that struggle, but I used to really struggle with it. And to see that mirrored in a really beautiful way. I was uh, also experiencing that and found it really interesting because it was, I don't know, a group of maybe 15 people, maybe less than that, but all of my questions were answered in such detail. And we should add, this was P the fairy that we did this with. And she offers 
all kinds of stuff. Um, this is the same person that Megan did the timeline jumping course with a while ago or whatever you want to call it. And, um, really powerful. And I wasn't even going to say anything. I didn't feel the need to say anything. It wasn't until I was like called Me too. out. <laughs> I, I, my intention was to, I was literally intending to just like sh- be there and observe and witness and hold space. Like I felt like my place was to hold space for everyone else's energy. Oh, I noticed that by the way. Like I just want to say I noticed that because I was not holding space. Um, I was like receiving downloads about my business and so literally creating a business plan. And I noticed that when I looked up, I would kind of feel like, oh, okay, it's time to pay attention now. Like Lissa, like give, give your attention to the person speaking. And every time I looked up, I could just see Megan holding, (laughs) holding that space and really giving her attention. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. Cause I was incapable of doing that. But we all process it. It's a really vulnerable topic to discuss at all. I mean, there are couples that break up just because of talking about money at all. Oh, so we should discuss. So what this was, um, the biggest revelation for me in experiencing this, and I would like to add a caveat, which is if you're new here, or if you're someone who is currently experiencing a lot of lack in their life, if you're someone that um, is like experiencing a lot of those lower density energies, then maybe go back a couple episodes and start with the basics. Because what we're talking about now, it's also very exciting to be able to talk to you all as a collective because I do feel like a lot of us are in this place. We're talking about sort of more advanced energy practices that really require that stable foundation. And as you all remember, the whole second season, who we're in, a, I don't even know what season we're in now, but um, we built I don't it. know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're just going with it. But we had to really take time away and build that stable foundation. And that looked like everything we've already discussed in previous podcasts. Now that we're here, we're able to really, really implement these new practices um, in a way that is super exciting. I will let Megan describe what I'm talking about. I will describe what I feel about it. I'm not 100% on what you're talking about. Um, but I think I know the vibe of what you're talking about. So for me, what it is, is there's a, a difference in being financially abundant and just being abundant and being abundance just is. And for me, that separation between the two um, and what really got me through, because I came from a, a family with a lot of lack mindset. And what helped me really figure it out was that it's not about money at all. It literally has nothing to do with money. What it has to do is the energy around what you would do with that freedom. If you didn't have to think about money ever again and you could just live your life, it's about really anchoring yourself into those emotions because you you don't want money. You want more time. You don't want money. You want security. You don't want money. You want to be able to provide for your family. You don't want money at all. You want a feeling and then being able to tap into the energy and the vibration of that energy of what you want to attract you. The security, the safety, the opportunity, the being good enough. Some people really tie money to their self-worth. And I think for me, I tied my money to a lot of um, time. For me, it was a lot, a lot about a lot about time. Like money equaled time, and I tied money to um, security because I had a lot of insecurity with food and stuff and just things. Like I, when I was younger, I would still like 
feminine hygiene products because I couldn't afford a pad from the Dollar Tree. (laughs) So um, we've all been there. And for me, it was really detaching myself. If I don't look at money, I'm fine. Like there's a flow of abundance. And I'm learning a lesson in regards to this about I'm going to be really vulnerable here. I have seen for a really long time that there is this future for myself, this version of myself that exists on the online space, which if you know me, I rarely check social media. I'm not super tuned in unless it's TikTok. And that's just because it's my in-between task thing that I'm like allowed to do for five minutes. It's like a, a holding pattern task. Anywho, though, other social media I'm not involved in. And it involves me having to be public facing, which I like to be the person cheering behind the scenes and not being the focus of things. But I knew it involved that. I knew that it involved me having to be seen and observed. And I've worked through a lot of those barriers. But for me to actually start doing any of the things was me admitting that I could be, because it it would require a lot of executive function. It would require me to be, show up and be on time and put in the effort and put in the time and put in the like everything had to be perfect because I can do things for big companies. I have done professional videos. I've done professional graphics. I've done professional workbooks. I've done things that get sold for tens of thousands of dollars for people that I created for them. And um, I know how to do it quote unquote right. And that I would have to use all of this energy and all of this expertise and all of this knowledge to do everything just right. And I had to be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And that implied that I could magically just wake up and not have mental health issues and not have energy issues and not have a chronic illness and just do it. And that once I started, I was never allowed to, never allowed to stop. And it was like, a, it felt like this, um, I don't know, this, this little nagging voice in my head that I wasn't allowed to start because I wasn't allowed to stop. And in that session with P where we were all talking, I felt this block just fall away where I can have all of those things. I can see that future so clearly where I'm sharing and doing and existing when it's in flow and when it's good for me and when I want to. And literally, I don't have to create or do anything for anyone at all. What I do, and it's so clear to me, is whatever the fuck I want. If I want to make art, cool, I make art and I can sell it if I want to sell it or copies of it or put it on things or prints or whatever. If I want to make a product, like an actual tangible product that's like a brush pack or a spreadsheet or a workbook or a course, I make it. If I want to um, do some sort of crappy craft and just film the process or to show you the end result, or I want to get on a live stream and play a video game, or whatever the fuck it is I want to do, I just do it because I want to do it, and I do it for myself, but I allow other people to hang out and build a community, and you guys can do whatever you want to do with me, but, um, and then it's fine, like, I just put stuff out into the universe, and I have this whole thing about, like, 100 passive income products, and um, being really open and honest, and, and not having anything tied to it if I make money with it cool but if I don't it's just it's literally like a like a tether out into the world that like this is a portal where money could come through if it wanted to and it doesn't have to but there's like 400 of them so any of them could attract abundance and um would eventually lead to that life of (laughs) we call it a life of leisure but we but we all know I would still work 
that I would work on stuff that brings me joy instead of doing for other people. What's so beautiful about being in that energy too, is you have so much more of your energy. So um, I see this literally, like I see it as lights and colors, as you all know. And um, the way that I see this is prior. So we're existing in this new system. We've, we're all creating this new system collectively, and now we're stepping into it. The old system is there was something outside of you that generated that you generated energy for, and then you gave your energy to it. And then the exchange was money. Um, you were given money so that, and, and you were giving your energy and your time. And so many of us just did this unconsciously. And now that we're recognizing that our very literal energy, like the way that I see this is a light coming out of the heart space or the sacral and um, going towards whatever that entity is, maybe it's an office job, maybe it's a waitressing job, maybe it's a whatever your job is, that your energy is being a directed pointed focus in that direction. And that in return, you're given compensation. Well, what we're starting to realize, what the, the thing that's so beautiful is we're starting to see that that energy that we're giving away um, in exchange for time and money is actually in and of itself the very thing that allows us to open up these portals of abundance where it can be a very equal, very fluid, very um, free, very much free. I think that at the core component here, we're talking about freedom. What does it feel like to feel free so that you can just exist and do the things that feel good to you. And in the very act of you doing the thing that feels good after you've built that foundation, meaning once you've actually regained your energy for you, that's where this all starts, taking your energy back, regaining it for you, grounding, shielding, protecting, and regular, you know, like implementation of these energetic hygiene practices, then you can create this new world for yourself where you literally are free and capable and able of existing in the ways that you want to exist. So a lot of it really boils down to finding within yourself what your blocks are, being really honest with yourself. And not about the fact that you want money, but really about the fact of like, what would you do if money no longer existed to you? How would you spend your time? How would you provide for your family? So truly, if money were not a factor in your life, if you did not need to go to an external place, or even if you work from home, if you did not need to provide for yourself through getting money, what would you spend your time doing? And the number one thing that you will likely first come up with is, I don't know. Um, that's totally normal. What happens is, is once you get past the I don't know, and you start making time, space and room in your life to actually figure out what the answer to those questions are, you start to like literally turn on a mechanism that is a universal force that allows universal force energy to flow to you and through you. And that in and of itself becomes the thing that attracts abundance because, okay, I'm, I'm feeling like my channel is starting to open so I can say this more clearly. The, this is why I wanted Megan to kind of start it because I wasn't quite connected. Um, when you have that foundation in place, I'm going to keep saying that because if you're trying to implement these practices from a place of lack and frustration, it, it will be pointless and a waste of your energy. <clears throat> when you're feeling good, stable, and grounded, and you're able to really cultivate the feeling of freedom, what happens is, is you're able to tune into this literal frequency of what freedom feels like. And then in that moment, when you tune, tune into the frequency of what 
it feels like to be free and abundant and safe and to know that everything is just okay and taken care of, the way that the universe responds through literally giving opportunities and abundance in all forms, not just money, becomes the thing. And then it's like you be the thing through tapping into the frequency of the freedom of it. And I'm going to give you a specific example in just a second. I can also feel this in my body right now, which feels really good. You tap into the feeling of it and then the universe provides. So very specific example. And then I'm going to point your focus at something so that we can do a collective exercise together if you're open to it. Very specific example. I once was in, when I was in college, I was a um, cat sitter for my professor when he would go away. And um, one time I was sitting in my car and I was broke and really struggling. And I, it just sort of came to me. I was like, man, what, what would it feel like to just not be in debt? And this is the exercise I'm going to step into in a minute. But I was like, what what would it be like to not be in debt? That would, man, what would that feel like? And I actually asked my body and my mind and my emotions, like, really sit with that for a minute. What would that actually feel like? And I spent about five minutes in my car just trying to milk that feeling so that I could feel less stressed. And in that five minutes, this professor who I hadn't heard from in months sent me a text message and said that he was going on a last minute trip to Hawaii and was wondering if he could pay me $200 to watch his cat while he was gone in that exact moment. So what I'm talking about at first, especially when you're not used to it, seems fantastical, magical, or unreal. And I'm here to tell you that it is very real. It is very real. And it's an energy that you can practice and implement and actually experience and see. And it will also come with other people in your life being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how how is this so easy for you? What the hell? And you get to say, well, I'm practicing the flow of abundance. I'm opening up my receptive channels. I'm open to receiving and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And then they're like, well, how are, are you? Are you working? What are you doing to do that? Are you working hard? And it's like, actually, I'm not working hard at all. I'm having a really good time. What do you mean you're having a good time? Like, what's the purpose of that? Well, to have a good time, to experience life. Like, well, what's the meaning behind that? Well, the meaning is to, to do what I want to do, you know? And um. So this segues into Megan and I are going to be out of debt. Energetically, we are already out of debt, meaning we have taken our energy. We have disconnected from all of the systems at this point that no longer serve us. We have actively chosen to only give our energy. This feels so good to talk about, to only give our energy to the things that we would like to give our energy towards and to remove it from the things we don't want to. And you've seen us all do this. So both of us had jobs we did not want to be working. Both of us were giving our energy away in ways that did not feel good. And we set the intention and did the work to no longer engage in those systems. Now we have full access to our energy, full access to our power. And the next step for us is we are going to have this energetic reality reflected in mirrored rather in physical reality through us having all of our debts paid and existing in the feeling of freedom knowing that that's done and that at that point we are able to cultivate and create from this very energetically clean slate and so your focus and attention matters in this because this is something that we are doing. We know that we're doing it. It's already done. Like energetically, it's already done. 
But what's really cool about collective processes is that when we come together as a collective and when we all have a pointed focus at something, we can then co-create. And when you have access to your full power because you've disconnected from the systems that are draining you, and when you collectively come together to point your focus at something, it makes that thing so much more powerful. So it would be really helpful if you're open to it. It would be helpful and beneficial for you also to know that this is a reality that we are anchoring in and that we are also going to assist others in anchoring in this reality for themselves so that we can collectively experience that feeling of freedom and co-creation. I want to talk about how we even came to this because for us, we um, in, in that group activity that we did earlier this week, one of the questions was to um, kind of set a goal for how much money you wanted, how much money you were going to make in August, how much money was going to come to you in August and give it an actual tangible number that you were gauging if it was safe for you to receive that amount of money. Specifically in August, we both had this experience where we chose a really high number for what was coming to us. And we both internally said, no, let's pick a smaller number because this is supposed to be a realistic activity. And then got the reassurance, no, it's this amount. And um, we had to go through the rest of the activity with that number that we were like internally reassured, like this is the amount that is coming to you in August. And that money number for both of us when we were talking about it earlier today was just a little bit more than we would need to pay off all of our debts and then have a little extra money to do what we would want to do with it. For you, it was helping your mom with something. For me, it was taking a real vacation. It covered everything though. It covered all of our debt. And then we realized, hey, that because that, she asked, Lissa asked me, what would you do with that money? And my immediate first thing was, oh, I would pay all of my debt off because if all of my debt is paid, collectively, my partner and I would have to work a few days a month to pay all of our bills. Straight up. Uh, Sorry, I have a channel message, but y'all need to hold, not you guys, but the message. Um, <laughs> I just want to say how cool it is, like Lissa wants to share, how, how neat it was to have that experience of both of us chose these astronomical numbers. They might, yeah, they were astronomical. And, um, and we were not communicating about what the numbers we chose were. So we're both in this group independently choosing our numbers. And I wrote down my number, you guys, and immediately went to cross it out and put a more realistic number. And I, it was like hard. No, nope. And I was like, well, what? And then I was arguing with my internal self, my higher self. And I said, well, fine. I'm not saying it out loud though. I'm not telling anybody else what that number is. And, um, and exactly what Megan's saying. My number was just enough to get me out of debt and a little bit of a cushion. Megan's number was just enough to get her out of debt and a little bit of cushion. And okay. So now you guys can go. So now that this channel's message is that what Megan and I are learning, what we're discovering, and the message for all of you is the process of in internal world being mirrored in your external reality, the as above, so below. What we have done energetically, we've literally done the work and it wasn't easy. Literally, if you listen to all of our podcasts prior to now, you will... It's hilarious that the garbage is getting taken out right now because that's what we did. We took our own garbage out, like very literally. That's the process of what I'm talking about. We cleared our energy... We, we grounded ourselves. 
we got stable, we collected that energy back, we recultivated it for ourselves. And we are now in this beautiful bubble of like, it's a difficult thing to explain unless you've experienced it, but our energy is our own. Our energy is our own and our energy used to not be our own. And so the message is, is that now this has to be reflected in external reality because we are now managing our own energy and currency money is just another, uh, uh, energy channel. It's a channel that allows abundance to flow to you and through you. And so now that we have been more clear in how we manage our energy and more consistent and stable in how we manage our energy, it has to be mirrored in our external environment. And the really cool thing about what we're creating and what we're doing and what's so exciting is that you are all being asked to observe us right now, to observe us, because we are serving as examples for what is also possible in your individual experience and what can be created collectively. That's why I said it would be really helpful and beneficial if you could also point your focus at what it would be like to hear Megan and I talking about how we've paid off all of our debt and then teaching these things to you because you're learning it right now. You're literally learning it right now. You can also sit with us in this process of what would it feel like to be completely free of all debt, cultivating that feeling, doing the energetic work, and then having that manifest in your physical lived experience, all of these things are possible. When we know that they're possible, when they're a belief, then it becomes a reality. Um, for me, that confirmation came from realizing that both Megan and I chose to get out of debt without even realizing it, because our energy bodies were basically saying, it is completely fair. It is completely fair, reasonable, and realistic to request from the universe that all of your debt be paid off now that your energetic debt is paid off, meaning cutting those ties, reaffirming, being empowered, being in our own energy bodies. That is where we're at. We do not have energetic debt. And so because we do not have energetic debt, it only makes sense that that would be a completely realistic, reasonable, and uh, I forget what the other word I used was, request from the universe. So um you yourself can implement these things and you yourself can sort of set these trajectories. But really what it comes down to is, do you believe it? Do you believe that it's possible? Like, do you actually believe in your physical, emotional, mental body that you are capable and able of being in that place? Because if there is this like, I mean, I would want it, but there's no way it's ever going to happen, then that's actually an indicator that there's something else going on to be addressed first. Because once you have full access to your energy, you also have full realization that you're the one that sets the limits, especially in terms of individual abundance. I want to actually share my number because it, I, want, I, want, I want to talk about that process for me because I chose my immediate gut reaction to that question was $100,000 in one month, $100,000 in August. And my rational brain said, do you mean $10,000? $10,000 is pretty realistic between like your full-time job and if you picked up a design project or two. And it immediately started rationalizing all the ways that I could make $10,000 in a month. Like that's a doable number that I could make happen. And then... I got the very real reassurance, like, no, it's a hundred thousand dollars. And you're and it didn't feel like I had to justify or figure out or like it wasn't going to come to me or it wasn't going to happen. All of those rationalizing how that could happen and all of the things 
just kind of fell away. And it felt to me almost like I walked outside and checked my mail and I had a random check from a random thing. Like it was a a 401k payout from a job that I used to have and somehow it accrued like with interest and everything. It was up to a hundred thousand dollars and I had no involvement in it. It just came to me and it kind of opened up this portal for me of realizing that like I genuinely am in a place energetically where I feel comfortable and okay. If I were to just get a bag of money outside of my house, I could bring it inside and that would be fine. I don't feel like I would have to question it or justify it or work for it. Because I feel energetically like that money is mine and then I could use that money to help others. I will also share my number and my experience because it's different, which I think is really beautiful for people to hear um, in terms of how this money comes to us because, well, you'll hear. Um, My number was $50,000 and I immediately wanted to write $5,000 and the feeling was no. Just like literally I was told no, (laughs) like you are not allowed. And the feeling was, honestly, it was a how dare you, like how dare you decrease that and um, sort of like a like a stern talking to from a parent is what it felt like, like, no, you are leaving that number and you are going to feel what that feels like. And then during the exercises, as we were talking about like the realisticness of this, like of it actually coming to you, like our ability to expect it and know that it's possible. It was for me an obvious uh, like what? Like I am doing something that feels so good. feels very much like this, actually, very literally like this. That feels so good. That feels so good that it feels $50,000 good. Like that's how good it feels. So for me, it's like, of course it comes in because I'm doing the thing that feels that good. And because I was capable and able of rewiring my own energetic pathways, now that because of how my energy works in the world, because I'm creating something and doing something that feels so good, that's mirrored back in the abundance that I'm receiving. And I wanna note, there's no good, bad, right, or wrong in how this money comes to us. Like whether or not someone's actively doing something to receive something makes zero difference. What matters and the overall lesson for everyone, it always comes back down to this, at least for me, but you know, take it as it resonates. Who are you at your core? And are you actively tapping into that and allowing yourself to be that? Because there are little itty bitty portals that are infinite that directly connect to literal source energy, the thing that creates worlds, the, the, our reason for the, the tie between consciousness and lived experience, that sort of breath energy, like the energy of the elementals. There are these little portals that exist inside of us that are connected to our core essence and our, and our like divine aspects of being that when we connect back to that, when we separate ourselves from the mind and the ego and the programming, when we connect back to these little tiny portals that exist in ourself, we start to like open up these channels open up channels that flow. And then because it flows, we are connected. And because we are connected, we're taken care of. And because we're taken care of, we feel free. And because we feel free, we are ourselves. And because we are ourselves, our literal purpose is being fulfilled just by existing. And because of that, everything's okay. That's what I mean by existing in a different system. 
because collectively we've imposed our own free will to trade that for a system where we're exerting effort to receive that. And you can choose different, but it's a literal process of disconnecting and rewiring and reprogramming so that you can exist in a different system because so much of our beliefs are tied into it. I know for a fact that I was not in a place to experience any of this or feel this or start any of this. Even three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, I had to do so much work to get to this place where it just, it feels right. It just is. And I see it and I feel it and I know what's coming to me. And I know in the past, if I were to think about getting $100,000, I would think about all of the products I had to make and the, it could be attainable and realistic, but it involved a lot of time and work and energy. And now I value my time in an entirely new, really grounded way because I used to work 70, 80 hours a week, multiple jobs, doing things nonstop. And now if something even requires 10 minutes of work on a weekend, I, it's a hard no for me. It's a hard no for me to work late. It's a hard no for me to do anything that isn't in alignment with what I want to be doing in that moment. Like with the session that we had, um, I hit a plateau. I was tired. It was late. It had gone longer than I expected it to. And I felt like I had honored the energy that I was meant to like hold space for. And I just left. (laughs) and not because I wasn't enjoying it. I was really enjoying that experience and I gained a lot from it, but I just said, I'm done energy over onto the next thing. And I value that, that time and that freedom so much more in such a new and exciting way where I, I see value in myself. I see value in the things that I enjoy. I really want to focus on like the other day I sat down to do a quick doodle And then ended up spending like three hours really engrossed in making this like sci-fi portrait for nobody but myself. I didn't post it anywhere. I didn't do anything with it. I sent a picture to Lissa. I showed my husband and then I showed my best friend Kylie and the end, no one else has seen it. It was something that I created just for me to create, to have fun. And I see value in that now because not everything has to be experienced by everyone. I don't have to share pieces of myself anymore. And I could not embody this energy and be in this place if I weren't here now. That ooh, that's so powerful. It's really powerful hearing that coming from Megan because I've been on this journey with her and I'm aware of what it took her to get to this point and to hear her not only implementing, because in the beginning when she started implementing these things, same with me, it's like, ah, like rocky territory. And now it's like just firm. Um, I want to give you guys a really powerful example of the two different worlds um, going off of what Megan's talking about with her energy and her management of her own energy. Um, I once saw a video, a little clip of a nurse uh, being, I think she was a nurse. I don't know what she was. She was in a hospital and she was being arrested because she would not provide patient details. So she was she was acting in accordance with her integrity and also the law, ironically. I don't know if that's irony. Irony is a weird one for me. But anyways, she was acting in accordance with like her integrity as a nurse and the law by not providing patient information. This police officer was on a power trip and he was like, how dare you? So he arrested her. She freaked out. 
she freaked out. It was so uncomfortable to watch. It was viscerally uncomfortable to watch because what I was watching was someone whose power was being given away, being taken, but she was giving it away. So that's the old system, okay? The old system is that she's freaking out because she's thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? I can't get arrested. This is going to impact my job. My guess is she probably had like family at home and she's like, how am I going to communicate this to my family? And she very literally, you could tell she had very um, minimal uh, confrontation with any police at all. And certainly had you could tell she had never been arrested. So she was losing it. Now I want to take you into this new world that Megan and I are currently existing in, where we are in complete power over our energy, okay? And I want to explain to you how this kind of situation would play out with Megan and I, um, with our current energy. And it goes like this. You're getting arrested? Okay. Like, all right, I demand legal counsel. Like, am I being arrested? Yes or no? And... I demand legal counsel and then just whoop, quiet. And then, okay, here we go. Like, where am I going? Where are you taking me? And the reason that that would be the energy behind it is because this individual who is on a complete power trip and acting illegally, we would know, wow, they're behaving in a manner that's completely inappropriate and illegal. They have zero grounds to arrest me right now. They're clearly using intimidation tactics to make me feel afraid because they want to teach me some kind of lesson and they are going to impose their power in a way that is literally illegal to take me to jail to try and prove some point or teach a lesson. Okay, let's ride this one out and see where this goes. But you are not going to get a response from me. You are not going to get a reaction from me. And you certainly are not going to get an emotional response from me where you are aware that you are negatively impacting me in some way. Instead, I'm going to stay empowered. I'm going to play this out and we're going to see what happens. It's, it's completely different. And both scenarios are the same narrative. The same thing is happening. The only difference is the way in which we manage our power through the management of our energy. I hope that you all really understand how much power that you do have over your life simply by reclaiming your energy and reclaiming your time and reclaiming your sense of self. It's the same as um, sometimes I'll fall back into because I'm I'm still working on things. Obviously, I'm a human. And sometimes I'll find myself falling back into my stressed workaholic. I have to do it all. I have to do all of the things energy. And people are going to be mad at me if I don't do X, Y, or Z and perform at a certain rate and do a certain thing, which I have never in my life ever had a performance complaint that I wasn't doing enough ever in my life. And I find myself falling back into that. And all I have to do to go from having a really terrible day to having a perfectly fine day is remind myself that I'm in control. And I like shift my mindset and try to tell myself things like um, instead of being stressed because I'm having to crank out these rush social graphics that don't really matter and could have waited one more day in reality it would have been fine but instead of being stressed about that and thinking about it and focusing on the anxiety that I'm feeling if I take the time to say hey 
I'm going to have fun and make something pretty while listening to a really good book. And it's just a, an opportunity for me to get to listen to this book and experience it and get to go to this little fantasy land and kind of shift my perspective around that one thing, then I'm able to shift from being this anxious ball of err into getting off work and being chill and good and fine. And I know Liz has witnessed me in full stressed out ball mode <laughs> and seen me do it to myself. And it's so easy to shift out of once you've like learned the trick. And the same is with money or life or anything. It's mindset matters. It's also very similar. Um, if you think of it as um, working out or well, yeah, like literally working out. So if you're somebody that has a regular like workout routine and or you have a regular yoga practice or you're a runner, whatever, your body, your actual body, your physical instrument is accustomed to working in a certain way. And it because it does that regularly, it is mm, like in a it holds itself in that what are the words I'm trying to say here? Like if you, you have a certain degree of strength, a certain degree of physical fitness that you are capable of maintaining because it's something you regularly practice. And this is a message to both me and Megan. Like, I just want to remind ourselves that just like with a workout routine, if you stop doing it, just a couple days or like for a month or whatever, you know, it's not that big a deal. But the the way that this energy works is if you practice it, it's maintained. If you don't practice it, it fades away. So, and just like with the work, I'm, the reason I'm using exercise as an example is because that's what I've experienced in implementing these things and that which you've all seen us go through is it really has built over time. It's been something that's like been built upon over time. And just now I'm like, oh, okay, here we are. Here we are. We're here now. Uh, exercise is a really interesting point because I have a visceral, if you tell me that I'm going to work out, um, that we are like, we're doing a routine, we're working out, we're doing a fitness journey, whatever. I have a visceral reaction to that and want to shut it down immediately. But if you say, hey, we're going on a nice intimate walk, we're going roller skating, we're going for a hike and we're going to experience nature, we're going to uh, dance or just have physical activity to like move our body and get the energy out. And it's like framed in a way that it's more playful and fun. Hell yeah. And um, I have to trick myself often instead of being like, I'm going to exercise. It's like, oh, I've, I've been kind of tense and I'm going to treat myself to some yoga and really like loosen up my muscles and focus on the benefit of movement. But I cannot say, hey, I'm exercising. I wonder if that's why I was jumbling, getting so jumbled. Cause I'm like, why is this example not coming out? Like, why am I having such a hard time with it? I wonder if your like literal resistance to that word is like, ah, but it, it is, it is that. It's like you, the, the, when you do something regularly, oh, you know what? Sorry. Let me change examples here so that Megan can It could really be art me. because my Thank partner. You. God yeah. damn it. It's me psychic. My, <laughs> yeah. my partner really wants to be good at art. My partner wants to be good at art so badly, but they get really frustrated because they're not immediately good at the art. They'll sit down and they'll, we'll like, we'll do like a little YouTube video where they're like, this is how you draw a planet. And we'll do it together because it's a, an activity that we do together and we to experience together. And we'll draw the same thing and they, theirs will look a certain way and mine will look a different way because I've been creating art on and off my entire life. Um, 
and they will get really frustrated because they don't know the tools or they don't know how to do it or they don't understand or there's a shaky or whatever the case may be. And I have to remind them that literally anyone can draw and it's all about having fun. But if you want it to look a specific way, the way to get there is not by having a magical talent that you can just do it. It's by practice. You have to make those mistakes. You have to learn why is this shaky? Why does this look a certain way? Why do these colors not work together? And practice that muscle, that artistic muscle. Thank you. That feels so much better. That feels so much better. I was not able to align with the exercise example. Um, I want to, I want to, um, talk about manifestations as we're ending this episode because it feels like a really good tool for your toolbox. I don't know that this will actually be in the tool for your toolbox page on our website, but, um, here's a tool. So remember this and implement it. And I'm going to have Megan and I go through this right now because it's powerful. Megan, I would like both of us to list, let's say three examples of things that we're currently experiencing in our lived experience right now that were intentions that we had set for ourselves that felt so far off that we are now living, breathing examples of. Because what that's going to do is that's going to anchor in the knowingness that we are really harnessing our own energy and capable of cultivating that in any way we see fit. So when it comes to having our debts paid, which energetically they are paid, they are paid. So this is already a reality we live in. It's just kind of waiting, waiting for the 3D to catch up. But Megan, what are three examples of things that you have manifested? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, number one, I wanted viscerally with like everything in my body when I was younger in my 20s, that by the time I was 30, I was going to be working from home. I didn't even care what I did, but I was going to be working from home, making decent money. And I've been doing that for a while. I love working from home. I never will work in an office ever again. And here I am in this moment, often taking it for granted. Um, And that's such a pleasure that I have the opportunity to take that for granted because I know how badly I wanted this in the past. Number two, I have wanted friends for so long and this is like really vulnerable, but I I never had a group of friends. I never had that system. I didn't have a lot of like family support and I had like one, I had one friend, one friend until a couple of years ago. Now I have friends that I play Dungeons and Dragons with every single week. I have you, one of my very best friends that I get to do a podcast with and hang out with. And we have like built in time every single week before we record to just talk. And we make space and time for that. I have someone that wants to make space and time for me. I have my childhood best friend that was my one friend for most of my life. I have work friends that became real friends that I like get to go to bars with or get to go over to their house. I get to cat sit for them. I have um, friends. I have friends and I've wanted this my whole life. And um, three, I have said so many times, one day I'll have a podcast and I'll do X, Y, or Z. I've had a podcast for over a year now. So there are three (laughs) <laughs> I, I I am someone that said I would never have a podcast. Um, actually, that's probably one of the things. Well, let's let's have that be the first thing. Um, being openly myself, um, being seen, being actually seen. Uh, that was something I. Oh, that should have been one of mine. 
<laughs> well, we'll make that a fourth one for you. But yeah, being seen, you guys, I um, hid from myself. I hid from myself primarily. And so it made it impossible to be seen because I was not seeing myself. So I am now like, I am me. I am me. And the reason I was hiding is because my life could not stay the same if I was being myself. Um, literally, the place I was living, the relationship I was in, the friendships that I had, I could not continue to exist in those old paradigms being who I actually am. And so now everything in my life is shifting and transforming to accommodate this new version of me, which feels so fucking good because it's me. It's literally me. And it's sort of this energy of, if you like it, great. Let's come into this space. Let's play. Let's co-create. Like I'll make space and time for you. You make space and time for me and we'll see what happens. And if some, if our if we part ways eventually, okay. If we stay linear, great, whatever. Um, but before it was this like gripping energy of wanting to be perceived a certain way so that people would like me and I wouldn't be left. And, um, and this gigantic fear that if I just was myself, people wouldn't like me anymore because I was too much. My energy was too big and I was too much to handle. And you know what I found out? That's very true. <laughs> and I, Love it. I am. I am a lot. And I am too much to handle for a lot of people. And those people don't exist in my life anymore. And I am so much better off because of it. And it's no value judgment on them. And it's no value judgment on me. But now that I am able to be my big self, the people in my life that make space, time and room for me and that I make space, time and room for my energy can exist bigger and it feels so much better. The panic attacks I used to have, the anxiety I used to have, the physical discomfort of what it felt like to exist in my body has dissipated. So that's my first thing. And the second two things are, are much faster to explain. Um, I now have a house that feels like home and I don't even live there yet. I'm moving in two weeks. I have a house that feels like home in an abundance of nature, which you have all heard me talk about for some time. This is real. It is less expensive than my rinky dink studio apartment. And my partner and I have the opportunity to now live somewhere that really feels like home surrounded in nature, quiet and solitude. Talk about freedom. And then the third thing is work that does not feel like work. I am now completely independently employed, meaning my employer that I work for, I'm uh, independently contracted for. And then the other half of my work is all done as one-on-one -on -one remote sessions and content creation. You've all heard me talk about this dream for a long time. The limiting belief I had to face there was thinking that working for myself meant literally only what I create. Um, the thing I didn't understand was that I could actually pair with somebody who has a very similar vision of the world and is very much in alignment and integrity with what they're creating and that I could hop onto their dream and really give my full best effort to help them manifest what they want in the world. And that's also done through independent employment. So work that doesn't feel like work, a house that feels like home and being myself, being myself. So with these things, like with what I just said and with what Megan just said, $150,000 ain't shit. Easy peasy. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's no problem. It's coming to us. And what I keep telling myself is um, because of a, a glitch in a, in a system, I was once for a few hours a billionaire. And so I got to step into the energy of being a billionaire for like an hour and a half. And so now anytime I think about money, I just kind of remind myself like, for a period of time on paper, I was a billionaire, 
for like a brief moment in in time, I was a billionaire. So I can have a hundred thousand dollars. That's nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's like in a billionaire's world. That's like um, ten ten thousand. And one other thing, one other little cheat code I want to say for anyone that has an inversion to money. Which if you're someone that grew up with a lack mindset, really easy to do. Really easy to do. I see this all the time with friends and family members. Like, ugh, I don't like people that have money because ugh, they're this way. Ugh understand that every time you do that, you're actually pushing abundance away from you and you can totally reframe that. One thing that I do is I just know that there will be a day in time where my partner and I drive around and in our glove box, there is a stack of hundred dollar bills. And every time we go out to eat or get a coffee, we are tipping that individual a hundred dollars. And we're leaving a little special note that talks about how important they are and how valued, and this makes me want to cry, how valued and appreciated they are. Because I've been on the receiving end of that. I've been that person that's gotten that hundred dollar tip and it's transformed my week. It's transformed my week. So we need to understand that when we step into these avenues of abundance, we then act as channels for others so that we can redistribute that wealth in a way that matters and is more equal and fair and feels good. And it doesn't have to be just like, ugh. it can really be like a, oh man, like it can be a good feeling. Yes. And I similarly, obviously I do want a life of leisure and I want comfort and freedom. But one of the things that I want to do with my comfort and freedom is to help other people. I want to pick businesses and use my skills to like for free, just help them redo their marketing stuff or redo their logos or redo their packaging or elevate them to a a better level or volunteer my time at like animal shelters. I want to be able to like just pick a random small one person business and give them like a cash injection so they can like survive another six months and really focus on building a good foundation for themselves. I want to um, look at homeless, houseless individuals and like different systems and be like okay this is i have the money now here are like here's a shelter and it doesn't have all of the requirements um and you don't have to jump through hoops or here's like here's just like an apartment building and instead of having to be on like a list and go through all of these things and you're not allowed to have more than two thousand dollars you can just have it it's fine i want to create space for people to live their lives and what i would do with an obscene amount of money is Obviously, yeah, live my life and be comfortable and happy, but also help other people live their life and be comfortable and happy. I I have to say this. I just got a whole vision of you, Megan, where when you were talking about in cash injections into dying businesses that have real potential that are just mismanaged, I immediately saw that whole show, uh, Restaurant Impossible or whatever, with the guy that comes in and like restructures the restaurant to keep them from dying. But I saw like that being a thing that you do for, for businesses. That just seems so cool. That, Cause that's a, that right there, that's a realistic dream. That's a very realistic dream because Megan actually has all of those uh, tools and components. So if you were a dying business and if she did have ample money to just help whoever that could like actually be very realistic. So that was just cool to think about. Yes. And as someone who ran a business by themselves and had absolutely no money and was scrambling and stressing and unable to actually grow or scale or do anything because I had to constantly be like, oh, sure, I'll take this project for $150 that should be $2,000 because I literally need that money right now to pay this bill. 
um, it, I just think about how that could be so transformative to someone in the process of like getting on their feet and doing the thing that they're called to do if they just for like kind of like when they do like the art grants like I give you like a small business grant where you have like three months or six months of your living expenses so you could actually focus on doing the thing you want to do instead of having to take every small crappy thing because you literally have to buy food or pay your rent and you just struggle because I've been there. It's the uh, the cash injection grant through the Megaruski Foundation. Yes. <laughs> point, point being, you guys, this is possible. The things that we're talking about, it's not daydreams. It's not pipe dreams. We're not just like flapping air through our meat suits to no end. It's like these are very we are what we're doing. This is very real energetic work where we're anchoring in these timelines. And because we have this platform and because we are co-creating with you, we really want to invite you in. Like, can you imagine what it would be like to listen to us on this podcast talking about like, Holy shit, debt is paid off. Like we have done it. And oh my gosh, I got to tip this waitress $100 last night and this was her story. Like you, this is us talking now about how, look, we've done the thing. We said we were gonna do the thing. Now we did the thing. This is also timeline work because we will be getting on here at a future date and coming back to this episode and referencing this episode. And so I want you to also take time and note to implement these things in your own life. What have you accomplished that felt like a really far off thing that you're currently experiencing? And how can you utilize the knowledge of that to really re um, like sort of rewire your own energy system and your own power source so that you can recognize that, oh, I did that then. So I can do this now. We have all got it. It's going to be good. And thank you guys so much for sharing your time and energy with us. And I'm returning it all to you with so much love. Mm, love you guys so much. You are so powerful and we look forward to hearing about your creations as well. Yes. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.